0: Hi, I'm Rory Holland, founder and CEO at Customer. Hi, I'm Dan Ocock.
1: I'm the brand strategist and brand identity designer at Customer.
0: Welcome to Wealth and Worth, a podcast mini series that we've developed here at Customer that explores how to elevate your financial or fintech business through effective branding. That's right. We're going to delve
1: deep into the process. We're going to share insights, tips, and some stories from both of our experiences in the world of finance and branding.
0: Well, Welcome, Dan. Good to see you again. Excited to pick it up here with episode three. And before we jump into the name of this and and how we crafted that, I wanted to do a quick recap of what we talked what we talked about so far. So in the first episode of our five-part mini series, we talked about the importance of brand foundations. And we followed that with laying a brand strategy and plan down, and then we talked about the role it plays in marketing. And now today, We're going to talk about what I I love the name you came up with. We're going to talk about giving your brand a soul and crafting your brand's personality and style. I'm excited, Dan. I think this one's right up your alley. Yeah,
1: I'm looking forward to it and seeing. I want to share with people as much as I can about what it's like if you can bring or add Mm -hmm. personality to your brand. Um, and so that's what I would yeah. hope to, to, you know, for people to take away that um, if you can bring or add that level of personality, um, that's a good thing. Okay. Yeah. That's it. In, in the financial world, world, Rory,
0: personality, it counts for a lot, right? It does. It does. Yeah. And so let's, you know, I want to set this up for our, for our listeners We banter about the term personality and brands, and I I think often people who aren't in marketing or aren't designers like yourself and brand strategists maybe don't think about it that way, but we do. And that's our job is to help build powerful brands. And so bringing a brand to life, so to speak, from our experience, requires actually giving it a heartbeat giving it a style, giving it a personality. And far too often we see financial brands are a bit bland, boring. Um, And I I think there's lots of reasons why that is, but I wanted to reference that as a a starting point because that's fairly common. To, To see financial brands that haven't done the foundational work. And I think you had used the word um, a word sterile when we were talking prior to to recording. And I think that's often what people associate with bigger corporate brands in the financial services world, in financial institutions. We wanna break that up. And we're gonna talk about how to do that today. But there's a, a couple of key things that that I found, and I, I wanted to get your thoughts on this, where I've seen that are key to brands building a powerful personality and identity. And that's first, D- diff- different. <laughs> that's first differentiation. And what I mean by that is, is, is taking the, the strategy and the foundational work that's been done, that's really done a good job of defining the brand's personality and really kind of crafting its unique style. And then to and doing that in such a way that's going to help it differentiate itself and stand out from the crowd. And ultimately, when that happens, you can have a really powerful emotional connection with a brand. It gives that opportunity to exist. And then there's more beyond that. But I wanted to get your thoughts on just those couple of things, differentiation and connection.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And there's an analogy that I use when I'm trying to explain... Um, that personality part of a brand and I get that I get people to visualize their brand as a person okay Mm. so if you just think of your brand as a person and that person will have different elements that make up it's you know that persona if you like Um, first Mm -hmm. of all their face and I would, I would recommend you think of your brand's face as the logo. It will be that first thing that comes to mind when somebody mentions, you know, the name a name. You know, that's the first thing we do as humans. It's like, well, yeah, you know, I'm going to go re- meet Rory, and it's kind of like there's a little flash in your mind, so you kind of put that face to that person. So that logo, very much the face of the brand, and then as a person we've got our face we know we know who that person is but they have their own style so the clothes that they wear put across an image they give you a, a vibe if you like of what that person's going to be like whether they're dressed in you know head to toe and leather because they ride motorbikes <laughs> or they're in lycra because they like to go out and ride that you know push bike there's whatever they're wearing there's that first impression and that's the style of a brand the colors the fonts um you know is there an illustration style that would sit with a brand and it's any touch point with a brand not just you know these um these digital things that we're, we're talking about here that if they're on a website but even how someone would hear a brand or um, feel a brand you know the quality of paper that a package um, things are packaged up with that's important yeah. and that's very much part of defining a personality and a style for a brand
0: mm. no i love that and i think the notion of it being the face of the company i think is, is really important to take in because indeed it, it has some there's so much emotion behind people's buying decisions when it comes to finance. And so I think it's often overlooked, particularly when we work with some clients that are are more either product or tech focused or they may be bankers as a trade. So marketing is not something that is in their wheelhouse, so to speak. So helping bring it to life is so important. And I wanted to wanted to follow on that and it's thinking about how like how do you make that how do you see that making an impact compared to the competition in some, maybe some of the cases that we've done when we see the actual result of some of the work?
1: In terms of the, the personality and style, is that what you kind of hunting for an answer on the how it impacts businesses?
0: Yeah, I just, I'm thinking, of, yeah, I'm thinking about what we see in the market. Let's just line up a number of, of say, business lending brands mm-hmm. that we know as business owners ourselves here and working with a number of different ones. Many of them look very much the same. So when a brand does a good job differentiating itself and bringing that personality to life, what is the result of that from your experience?
1: Okay, so if a business, if a financial business or any business has spent the time to uncover what their brand foundations are we've go back and listen to episode one and two if you haven't already, because that explains how important it is to set the scene and to document what your brand stands for and, and, and the reason why it exists. And the reason that that's important first is um, I guess with going back to that analogy of a person, it, it, that person will have been brought up in a certain way. Um, they will have had influences, external influences that shape them into the person that they are. So very much like that for a brand, you need to understand that. So things like the values that we've talked about. If you know what you stand for, you know the type of person that you are. And the one of the very first sessions that we go through Rory and you'll remember this from some of um, the brands that we've developed is to find out or or, or help those business owners understand you know visualize a person so we use an archetype um, exercise where each there's 12 different archetypes that we use that we build into the workshops and each archetype has a a different set of traits and that starts to help that business become a, a, a tangible thing in a way. So, okay, you've got, you know, your business exists. It kind of does X, Y, and Z, but let's give it some personality. And that's what we're talking about here. If we're going to give something soul, add personality and style, the easiest way for us is. is humans is to think of it as another human that's my you know i that's how i approach it i think Mm -hmm. um, you know designers or brand experts do it differently this is the way that i found most successful and you know most relatable so yeah we give it we come up with an archetype which we can attribute traits um we can then really say this is how we're gonna act this is how we want people to think of us as and once we've got that you know once we're able to sit back and say yeah we, we're a you know we're a sage we are all about helping um deliver wisdom into the world and we're kind of all about improving um you know more information for different people etc that's just one example then there's a process of that style. So what's this archetype gonna wear? What's our business gonna look like to our audience? And that's an important point there. I paused on it because so often, and tell me if you agree with this Rory, so often business owners take a personal stance on the visuals of Um, their business so when it comes to the design and the colors quite often they'll say I don't really like that red okay well you don't like that red but actually your audience are going to relate incredibly to it because you're selling I don't know fire extinguishers and red is the one that jumps out at them so do you have you experienced that you know over time
0: yeah i I want to go back to something you said that that really rings true to me is in staying on the the notion of a brand as a person you mentioned core values and when you know what you stand for and you know who you are it's authentic Mm -hmm. it's true it rings true it is true it's real and it's genuine and i think there's sometimes subtle circumstances where that makes a major impact when people make buying decisions. And then I think there's some major choices people make to not purchase from a brand because it feels, I'm gonna use the word um, disingenuous or it's inconsistent with maybe what they're seeing and what they're hearing and what they're experiencing. If that consistency isn't there and it's coming from a, a core of truth, based in the values of the business Mm -hmm. and their mission it can fall flat it could actually have the reverse effect
1: massively yeah Um, and it's a big thing because you know when we work on values and um, in those early episodes that foundational part everybody's got to buy into that um, because it filters down that's Mm -hmm. what that business should be you know should stand for and again bringing that um, back to this topic about personality and style, and, and and the idea or the notion that your brand is a is a person. You are not going to go out with that friend who says one thing and does the other,
0: are you? No, no. Our instincts are too strong. It's important for our our audience to to recall this portion of it because I think this is at the crux of the difference between. A brand that is viewed from the team that's leading, putting it together as a, as a visual aspect, uh, more visual than it doesn't incorporate the, the core aspects of, of the values, the beliefs, the mission. It has to come together well, if you want to make the impact that you desire in the market and not come off as disingenuous
1: yeah there's a I was going to go down a different route with this and say that that we often hear a lot of people say yeah but I I don't even I don't know what my personality is you know I don't know what I want to come across (laughs) as or how and I think really Rory that's where as experts that we have to step in and say you know that's what we're here to do is to help you understand what that what that voice is for the brand sometimes they may have had a a, a, a kind of personality or persona that's existed for a number of years and it might just need a little bit of help a bit like if you were going to go and choose a new outfit and you hadn't shopped for a while um you probably want a little bit of a hand picking the right clothes or you might come out of that shop with something that's not quite going? right
0: you know <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I, not all of our clients are, are built the way that we're talking about and we don't expect them to be. Meaning, like you said, not everybody can well articulate their own personality. I know it's something I struggle with. You need help from outside people to give you the perspective that you need hmm. to be able to define in some ways yourself. It, as you're coming across now, <laughs> and maybe realizing that there's some things you need to change to be the person you want to be. I think it's similar applied in our experience to some of our clients, particularly clients that are refreshing brands or refining brands or looking to scale that have an existing brand is helping them understand where they are today, how they're perceived and is there a disconnect in any way, even minor or major between who they think they are and how they're really coming across. So that we can then have a starting point to say, okay, is this does this line up with your core values and where you want to go in a business? And if it doesn't, and it's not consistent with where we're headed, let's define a strategy and an identity and a personality that does get us there. And but let's make sure it's consistent throughout the entire marketing strategy.
1: Absolutely. and. I'm pleased you mentioned consistency because that's a, that's a big one, but also when, you know, bringing up that that notion of soul again and that feeling. So there's an emotional connection that that should happen between a customer and a business, the brands and the businesses that Mm -hmm. do it well, make those customers feel like it's just like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, it's it's second nature. I'm buying it from there, you know, because they get me, they understand mm-hmm. me. So when, we, when we're talking about it having a soul, it's that yeah. it's the connection between the two. If that brand can do it well, if it, if a brand can connect well through its personality and style, it will have customers in droves, and it they'll be most importantly the right customers.
0: Yeah, do, doing it well and being consistent, that aligns with the, the loyalty and the delight that we talked about that we want our clients, customers to, to receive and enjoy being loyal, being delighted with the services. And it really comes with the consistency that they're they're portraying, their, they're portraying the personality and the, the, the brand traits that we're putting forward consistently in all their messaging, all their communications, in the user experience, mm. in the customer service, in the sales process. Like these are things that really end to end, if done properly, are being addressed to make sure that consistency is there. Would you say that's...
1: Yeah, absolutely. What your experience has been. Yeah. And I was about to sort of come back on that and say, you know, the impact that this has on customer perception is that it's that first it's, there's a couple of things of the customer perception. There's the first impression and there's a lasting impression as well. So it's the first up, Oh, I like this. And then the follow-up is, I'm going to go back. I'm going to tell my friend about this brand because it's so good. So that first impression, but the lasting impression as well. Um, in terms of, of getting oh, I love that, that, yeah, that personality and style, getting it right. Um, it's a tricky one. And yeah, the the point that I wanted to bring up on this episode as well is that you know not everybody has i'm trying to put it in that uh, analogy of a person again like not everybody wants to walk out with bright pink mohican hair to stand out from the crowd but there will be a quality that that person has or you know each individual has that when they get to know the group that they, be, they become known for it you know perhaps it's the knowledge in a subject mm-hmm. or perhaps it's you know the way that they make something for dinner i don't know but there's for me every brand will have a quality or should have as we would call it a usp mm-hmm. a unique selling point um, and that kind of opens this mm-hmm. should open this pandora's box of this is what we're good at this is who we are let's get it across in the right way. Yes.
0: Yeah, so we've talked about the impact of a brand personality on customers perceptions. And we begin to d- dive into a little bit, at least covering the, the process of developing unique brand styles. Do you want to unpack that a little bit? Well,
1: we've already said you must do, you must listen to episode one and two, because if you don't have foundations in place, You're not, you know, there's nothing for that creative energy to feed out or feed off from. So we uncover an archetype, we discover, we need to label and help that business visualize that brand as a person. So that archetype is set, we understand. That person, the traits we can add traits into that because not you know perhaps the archetypes they they fill or fit a certain criteria but often more often than not you know a brand needs to to become its own so we can add traits into that and then we start to build up a much better picture coming out from your your kind of your character your archetype the next step is to talk about how that character that brand communicates so there's a tone of voice that we need to understand it's so a tone of voice how are we going to be heard written yeah could be or it could be audio there's just different ways that we would want to communicate and that tone of the brand that the personality and style needs to have once we have that as a designer this is You know, this is kind of my ultimate because I now have, or I'm able to, not everybody can visualize or start to say, well, this color's gonna work really well for that character to come across in this way. Um, And this font, that's going to have the right feel. You know, it's, this is quite, um, I don't know, I'm picking something random, quite a, a, a down-to-earth brand. You know, we need to talk to the everyday person on the street. We're not going to pick a very fine, flourished font for this one, but this one's doing the job. So there are all these elements, colors, fonts. Um, then, like the clothes of this, this person, this brand, that comes together in the mood board. So that mood board will be... That, um the menu if you like of choosing what you do and don't like but we should at that point be you know well aware of how that brand wants to come across and so the mood board that is you know that starting point of personality and style that's the first time that your brand you know you will have experienced it being visualized more often than not. So if it's a rebrand, there's going to be new colors there. There's going to be things going that you're like, actually, this feels more, more like the brand, more like how we want to be, how we want to come across. So once we have that mood board, once we understand, um, the kind of, you know, that the, the traits and what that brand is, Then as designers, we get stuck into it. So there's, we talked about that logo, the face of the brand. We can look and say, well, this is how that logo needs to be developed. Does it, is it getting adapted from an old one? Are we developing something completely new? It doesn't matter. We've got all the foundations there to build from. So we're looking at logos. We've got all the identity and the visual elements now that come together and that's presented as a as a brand handbook more often than not a style guide as well there's some do's there's some don'ts you know a bit like etiquette if you're going to go out you've got to act in a certain way and behave in certain situations um, and, and that in, in in its shortest form Rory that's really how we end up with a brand personat- with a personality and style that should represent itself
0: yeah and once that's done well, I wanted to talk with you a little bit about and, and share with the audience how we've seen real world impact on, on a proper brand personality and style expressed well and documented and brought to market in such a way consistently from end to end, that can actually influence the success, the financial success of a company
1: yeah massively i mean i don't have figures to hand but i know from business owners who've come back and they've worked with us that not only is there an increase in you know money turnover you know they're they're making more sales and generally the staff feel better about things because if you're if you depending on the stage of brand's are a brand should filter down through every element and aspect of that business and if you get that right then there is this sense of um, you know working towards the greater good and if they if an employee knows that that's happening or knows what they're doing and is able to do something consistently they're just doing it they're doing it better and they're doing it better for your business so getting that personality and style right is like at the very it's at the the, the rock face of where that customer's coming to engage with it
0: yeah and i you know we wouldn't be able to share specific brands and companies we've we've built and worked with and the actual financial impacts but it's meaningful and i think you said something important and that's and it might seem For those of our audience members that are skeptical of this, but are still listening, and I hope that they are, you don't have to be a mission-driven organization to have clear core values that each team member knows why they're there, what they're there to do, and, and how not only the brand and the business, but their role in the business is expressing those brand values and that brand personality, that brand style to to make a positive impact on their customers in the world. That is a I believe that is a true statement across every organization in the world, even those organizations that aren't maybe purely mission driven. And I understand that there's certainly some that aren't and that's okay. but they're still providing a service to their customers and that they're doing it from a place of truth, meaning their core values are defined and clearly expressed in their brand strategy, in their brand personality, in their brand style, and in how they talk about themselves and how they conduct business from, you know, we say the top of the funnel from the the first time that someone experiences a brand digitally, be that a a Google ad or a social or content or whatever it may be, to dealing with a customer service rep because they're having a challenge. from our experience, in, in, in both in business and being a FinTech and financial marketing and design agency, we've seen real world impact, not only on the people in the companies, but the impact they make on their customers, meaning positive. And then the results are financial success in a more meaningful way than their competition who might not be looking at the world from the lens that we've helped our clients look at.
1: I like the word meaningful in that. Outburst, because I if a brand you can call them that an outburst. A, well, I didn't, probably the wrong
0: word in that. Um, not even no. It's cool. I I'm giving you a hard time. It's cool. Yeah, wrong word. You can pull me up. It is an out. It is an outburst, Dan. I got to speak to that. No, no, it is an outburst because I. I, I just want to speak to that, Dan, because you just you just brought something up for me in that. I have the privilege of talking to lots of business owners every day. Those that have come across us been referred to us that are looking for success in a way that they believe we can help them achieve it. And sometimes it's about brand, sometimes it's about other things, but often brand is an brand is an element of a business as you said it's the face of the business. So if if the face of the business is off, nothing is going to work, right? Mm-hmm. Or be optimized. But I I am a little bit outspoken about this because I see opportunities every day to apply the things that we're talking about and I see the skeptical nature of, of some folks and I understand some of the skepticism. But allowing yourself to get behind what we're talking about here will generate the types of results and impact that you want to generate versus skipping a lot of the the first two episode steps, skipping a lot of what we talked about and just going hire a designer and just say, we want a fresh face. It's kind of like getting a facelift, but you're sick as heck as a human being and you're not working out, you're not eating right and that sort of stuff. Your face might look good, but on the inside, you're dead. Yeah. And or you're slowly dying. Yeah. And and I don't mean that as a strong statement. I I do mean it as a strong statement. I, 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 I mean that as a strong statement because... Business leaders need to hear it, and I'm not afraid to say it. They don't want to talk to me after that. But those that do, that see the light, are the ones that are looking for, for meaningful impact. I'm yeah. off my high horse now, Dan. I'll That's all
1: right. Back. I liked it. And you've used that word meaningful again, because if a brand's not meaningful, I generally find that the, the, that the founders or the owners... Uh, there's, there's there's a kind of empty space within them because the brand should be their vision more often than not and if it's not right or if it's not like you were saying about you know that the, the, the body's sick and the face is, is kind of looking all right as you know as a business owner you don't want that you want to feel like everything's working right Mm-hmm. so get yeah. it right you yeah know.
0: and it's otherwise I'm gonna I'm gonna state the obvious this is from my my perspective my opinion from the folks that I've hundreds and hundreds of people I've talked to as business owners for those folks that are in it for the money this falls flat now we're we're all about profit here at Customer. <laughs> we are a for-profit company, and we want our clients to succeed and be profitable. But we we don't we're, we don't work with companies who are in it just for the money. Yeah. That to me is an empty statement, and there's a hole there that money will not fill, and we can't fill it no matter how hard we try to help those types of companies with that type of leadership. Yeah. But if you're <laughs> tired of that, or you feel like that's what you've pursued. And you want to get it right and move your business in a different direction. I think what we've laid out as a path here in this episode and in the prior to is a way to get to something more positive.
1: Yeah. Something more meaningful. There's that word again. Yeah. So I'm just looking at times and I'm also looking at what we've got coming up next. Shall I tell people what we've got coming up next? Rory? Yeah. Let's do. Yeah. If you found this episode interesting, great, because what we've got coming up next is all about visualizing it. So again, it's probably going to be a bit of a creative one, Rory, isn't it? But crafting a resonant brand identity. So when we've talked a little bit about identity itself, what's going to go into that and and what makes it an identity that will resonate with your audience?
0: I'm excited for that one. Yeah, it should be good. I think I say that every episode. Well, we're always (laughs) excited. I love love the topic of... of, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Well, thanks, Dan. It's been a pleasure. Uh, Thanks, folks, for listening. We'll look forward to catching you next time. Great stuff. Thanks very much. As part of this mini-series, we're offering you the opportunity to evaluate the performance of your financial brand across three core areas. We'll be talking about brand strategy, brand growth, and your brand differentiator. That's right, we've developed a scorecard
1: and a scorecard that would give you a personalized report with insights into your brand's strengths and areas for improvement. And the report should help you better understand and optimize your brand strategy. It'll give you actionable insights that should propel your brand forward and ultimately drive the long-term growth and success that you seek. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes and get started.
0: If you'd like to learn more about customer and the work we're doing in financial marketing, branding and growth you can visit our website at customer.com that's cstmr.com there you'll find information and resources and all kinds of tips and tactics that you can use to optimize your brand strategy for long-term success we appreciate you joining us today and we look forward to diving deeper into the world of financial and fintech branding on a future episode stay tuned